Hey, Hardies, I'm Casey. And I'm Cammy. Welcome to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Edify Films, where you can get fabulous When Calls the Heart merchandise, like my hat. And you can also get a fun When Calls the Heart game from our friends at the Bundle Game. Be sure to use discount code Hardy's Hotline for 10% off. We've got a fabulous episode for you today full of laughter, tears, and heart. So take a walk with us to Hope Valley and let's dive in. Hardy's, welcome back to the Hardy's Hotline podcast, your connection to Hope Valley. And hey guys. We are here with a very special guest. You may recognize her. She's all grown up since season one. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Lila. It's Gerald to the Hardy's Hotline. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming on. We're so excited for you to be here. Man, it has been a while since you were on One Calls the Heart, huh? It has been a long time. <laughs> Do you still remember it? <laughs> I mean, I rewatched the episode to prep. Um, could not believe how small I was. I'm still very short, but not that short. Um, I was shocked. Just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you did that? Oh, I think I was oh, nine. I don't nine. remember. Nine. Oh, nine. <laughs> wow. Almost nine. Oh, man. So eight years old. Phew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will tell you, you know, w- when I watched that, you like brought me to tears, to be quite honest. I was like, oh, my goodness, this little girl and her dad and that storyline. Like, oh. The two of us, we, we gushed. Oh, we, we gushed, gushed over gushed you. away. <laughs> It is one of my favorite roles to date. Like, besides just getting to wear those costumes, through storyline and heart that they put into every guest star that came onto When Falls the Heart. Oh, it was so beautiful. So what would you say is your favorite aspect what what was your favorite thing about being on When Calls the Heart? Thing would have to be the lesson I learned from Mountie Jack. Because to this day, I still take it with me. His advice to me, acting-wise, because I was struggling a little bit with learning my lines. And he said, just focus on the other person. If you just focus on the other person and hear what they're saying and literally just have a conversation with them, it'll be fine. And it was. He was right. To this day, I still use that when I'm having an audition and I'm in my head about it and I'm really gripping the stick too tight. I just focus on the other person and it takes me out of it and it makes it so natural. Well, go Daniel Listing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true because you have to, you have to be able to connect because it's a conversation you're having. Right. But if you're only having it one-sided, you get very like zoned in on those, those words that you're saying, and then it comes out weird or you forget or whatever. That's, that's some good stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. And it also, 
honestly, you know, if you're in your head having a bad day and you're just so focused on yourself, you can kind of make assumptions about what's happening and get out of the flow. And if you just take a breath and focus on the other person or people, like just think about others, you'll be fine. Yeah. My acting teachers in high school, her favorite thing to shout at us, acting is reacting. <laughs> and you can't re and you can't react if you're not listening. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Well, you have you've moved on to other projects. You're in Darrow and Darrow and all of that. Um, so we've not seen you back in Holt Valley, which is really, really sad. But <laughs> Just a quick question, too, actually. Who would you say now is your favorite character, having seen the show? It can be past or present. Mm -hmm. Any character. Oh, that's so hard. Um, okay, I need to think for a second. It's all good. There's a lot of characters, so. <laughs> There's a lot of characters. <laughs> I just love Erin Krakow. She's like one of my favorite actors. I love her. And since she's been in it from the beginning, I have that emotional tie to her mm -hmm. character. And I've seen, you know, we watch her grow, like the character development she's had mm -hmm. is incredible while still remaining the same person. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean Elizabeth, she, she she really has grown from that season one. <laughs> like going back and watching season one, and because I went back and watched my episode because I've seen it in a while because we're on season eight. Yeah, <laughs> and just seeing the difference is incredible. She's still just as strong of an actor, mm -hmm. but so many times. Once you get this far into a TV show, the characters lose who they were at the beginning. Game mm. of character development. And then they're just not the same people. They're not the people you fell in love with. But that's one of the best things about When Calls the Card, I think, is that they are all the same characters we fell in love with. They're just stronger for everything they've been through. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. What would you say Jolene is doing now? Hmm. You know, this is realistic, but I like to imagine that she's singing. Maybe she's in a little folk band that kind of tours around the prairies. That, that would be so cute. <laughs> that would also fall in line with our push. This is the fourth time we're going to mention it on the podcast, but our push for a Hope Valley musical. Hope Valley musical, please! That's what everybody's <laughs> wanting. We can have Jolene come back. Maybe she, like you said, a traveling singer. She could be the guest star. She can come back with another Red River Valley. <laughs> <gasps> there, there you go. She could reprise it. It would be, it would be excellent excellent perfect <laughs> done it's written, <laughs> it's written. <laughs> super fun very especially i mean i can't say much about it but i'm in a musical right musical movie right now that i'm filming so it would be fun to get to do the both of them oh <gasps> yeah <laughs> 
Now, I like to see them though. Yeah, no, no. Can I ask if it's going to show in the states? Because we're in the states and Europe and Canada. Is it probably? Is it going to be just a Canadian thing? It shouldn't be in the states, but I eventually. Point. Okay. Oh, okay. No, we're not showing yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, keep an eye out, Hardys. Keep an eye out for Lila's musical movie. We can I see a grown-up so- Jolene singing on screen. There you go. <laughs> Let's dive into last night's episode or Sunday night's episode because today is Wednesday. Sunday yes. night's episode, open season. Woo! And boy, was it open season on a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, it was open season on Elizabeth as far as the triangle was concerned. It was open season on Nathan as far as Dylan was concerned. You know, it's just like, whoa, baby. <laughs> there, no, there was so much. There was so much to keep track of. I loved it. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah yeah it was like i texted cammy because she watched it after me and i said four words buckle your seatbelt (laughs) that's three words dear (laughs) oh i said y'all y'all buckle your seatbelt that's what i said (laughs) oh man and I, in the history of opening seasons for Hope Valley, it, they've always all been there, you know? This time, everyone was coming back. Like, Lucas was coming back, and the Coulters were coming back, and Faith was... Faith was coming back. Faith wasn't coming back. <laughs> Faith was, like, blazing in. <laughs> Woo! So, overall thoughts about this episode. What did y'all think, just overall? I'm excited mm-hmm. would be my main overall thought. I cannot wait for the rest of this season. On that note, it teed it up for the rest of the season. Cause like we're seeing where they are now as compared to where we left off with the hug heard around the world. <laughs> and so, you know, now we kind of have an idea of like, where are, where is each of the characters where are they where are they going towards what's happening in their own lives so it was a lot to take in but it you can see me excited you can see john tinker going far <laughs> <laughs> um my overall thought is jam packed my mind was blown I knew there was going to be a lot in the first episode because they just want to hit the ground running right out of the gate. But man, (laughs) that was a lot. And did you guys notice that probably three fourths of the stuff that was teased was in the first episode. I was, I, I was like, wait a minute. I thought that was going to happen in the middle of the season. I thought that was going to happen in the end of the season. I thought this was going to be a two episode arc. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so much, which, which is kind of 
which is kind of jarring. But at the same time, it shows that they really did keep a lot under lock and key, because if all of the sneak peeks and the leaks and the promos came out of the first episode for the most part then the rest of the season is one big mystery so (laughs) yeah absolutely I mean (laughs) Lila you look a little speechless there (laughs) yeah amping up not all the like big moments happen in the first episode obviously What's the season finale going to look like? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we better all buy oxygen masks now. (laughs) I'll grab a paper bag. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a paper bag. And we might need a mop and a bucket just in case. And fans. And fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tissues. Probably some tissues. Oh, yeah. Stock and t- take stock and tissues. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're going to need a lot of equipment just to watch these episodes. <laughs> yes. Maybe some maybe some brownies or banana bread as Cammy made the other night. So we, we for our emotions, of course. All right, so let's dive in. Ooh, head first. <laughs> let's dive in head first. But we're gonna we're gonna ease our way. We're gonna test out the waters. We're gonna just talk about the the minor storylines first. Now we're not gonna have time to touch base, like talk about every single detail and every Nuh-uh. single thing. But I want to know from some of these other storylines, like Fiona and the oil and Carson and Faith. We even see a little bit of like. Uh, sassy Bill and Molly going on. Did you all have a favorite moment or something that spoke to you from the, one of those storylines? Definitely the barbershop. I love the idea of taking your fate into your own hands and doing what you want with your life and making it your own. So I loved that. I loved that when Clara was all like, why a barbershop? You're good at women's hairs. What in the world? Like, what? And Fiona goes, it's because the men talk about business. And I was like, girl. It was awesome. (laughs) I love her. She's such a great addition. And I love that she's a great, strong independent woman who is so creative you know exactly and just that moment I was like yes you might be my new favorite character she might be I still love Elizabeth most I still love Elizabeth most but but Fiona's creeping up (laughs) yeah I hmm I'm I'm tied between Faith and Carson and Bill and Molly. Because I I'm going to talk about Bill and Molly just because I think that they might get a little less light at this mm-hmm. point. Bill and Molly are two people who individually have been through a lot in their lives. And uh we won't even talk about the snake bite that Bill had to endure. <laughs> 
Lila. I think you're getting a little woozy there. <laughs> I'm just back on it. I, ooh. I know, I know. And Molly lost her husband, thought she lost her daughter for a night, mm-hmm. you know, all of, and then she's been kept very busy by being the town gossip with her best friend. <laughs> but just seeing these two people who have been through so much just have some light moments. Mm-hmm. And just to see Molly not be a gossip because that's where most of molly's humor comes from is from being the town gossip but she had so much humor in this episode and none of it came from being the town gossip it all came from taking a poke at bill (laughs) and just calling him out you know like well mr lawman before leaving the cafe why don't you take off your apron? I was like, oh, boom, <laughs> Molly for the burn is what somebody said on Twitter. <laughs> it's just so nice to see these two characters kind of come together in this sweet little friendship of calling each other out, you know, more, more her calling him out than mm-hmm. vice versa. But, you know, Bill can't, Bill can't get away with his crud forever. (laughs) And just, I mean, I, I've got Irish blood and I'm a converted redhead. And so just seeing Molly get that fiery redheaded Irish personality on, I was just like, Oh yeah, you go girl. That was awesome. (laughs) Okay. Did it, did it strike anybody that everybody was, tasting the chili from this from the quote-unquote same spoon (laughs) watching tv now is so weird because everyone nowadays you go out we're in masks we're keeping distance but you watch a show like this and they're eating off the same spoon and i get so shocked i'm like carson and faith i just have to shout out yes please the song that paul green brought on like I am so, so, so thrilled. We finally got to see Paul Green and his character play the guitar. Oh, how special. Do you think he wrote it? You know, I think he might have because I I saw somebody on Twitter say, we need the rest of the song. And then he sent a link. He posted a link um, to the song. So... Which I think it's well, the song. So. We got a Carson Shepard slash Paul Green original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's a cover or if it's a song or if it's something he wrote, but it yeah. is something to scoop out, y'all. Let's go on to the secondary storyline, which is the uh, Clara, Jesse, Lee, and Rosemary. I don't know if you want to call it cu- Coulter's Couples Counseling. Because <laughs> the CCC. <laughs> so Clara and Jesse, the honeymoon ended. <laughs> the honeymoon is over. Terminated. <laughs> Things are n- normal life for them ish. <laughs> but 
As as Clara explained, Jesse had been working so hard for for Culture Enterprises since Lee was away. She was running between the dress shop and running the cafe. And so there are a lot of layers there. And I personally, as one who's married, I've been married since 2012. So what is that? Like almost nine years now. Um, Gets to that point where I have to do like quick math in my head. That's how long I've been married. Um, But I'm like, I appreciate that this is relatable. So, I mean, for, for me and for me, I was kind of, there were some moments here um, where Clara or the, the meltdown that Clara had, she kind of got some flack for it. Like, Whoa, what is this? Like I saw, you know, we got a ton of DMS on the Hardy's hotline Instagram (laughs) about all the things, including Clara and that. And I not going to lie. Personally, I had to, I kind of giggled at that moment because that's probably me. I am usually very like calm and like happy-go-lucky. I kind of like, you know, when I was going into the office, bop around and be like, hey, what's up? But there was a moment from my personal experience where I was having like the worst day actually it was probably the worst week and things were just piling on like things like me and my husband we were like at odds a little bit like we weren't agreeing on all the things my kids were going crazy I had other personal issues going on work was insane and I had walked into the break room and my friend sweet sweet friend very kind of like a rosemary like that friend that's always there for you was like Casey how's it going and I was like oh do we need to take a walk and I'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) and so for me I have related to that (laughs) and it kind I think it shows you like where Jesse and Clara were at that at that time you know I don't know I mean obviously Lily you're not married or anything but have you ever had a moment where you're just like so stressed out and then all of a sudden just the nicest person will say like you look beautiful today or like hi and you're just like thank you <laughs> it's usually the smallest things that make it all come to the surface whether it's the smallest little inconvenience that makes you cry or the moment of knowing this is a safe person I can break down with mm-hmm. yeah just lose it <laughs> and you can't hold it in anymore <laughs> yeah yeah I I remember I specifically remember a moment when my husband and I were having a disagreement and we had not been married that long. And now I've been married almost 13 years. And I distinctly remember thinking, who is this guy that I married? This is not my husband. What the heck is going on here? And it's true. I mean, that first year of marriage is a wake up call. And so I love seeing happy newlyweds and I love seeing things hunky dory, but it's also really nice and refreshing to see a little dose of reality because these are two very different people who are crazy about each other, but they got to learn how to live together. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved how they said love is a choice. Oh my well, gosh, wrote that down in big, huge letters. Yes. My <laughs> note, 
please continue. Just bringing that, like you said, it's, they're completely different people, but they're crazy about each other. And that's a choice to continue being crazy about each other and to work through that and to continue being crazy about the things that make you crazy. <laughs> Pretty Perfect profound society. for someone who's not married. I know. Nice work, Lila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do your best. You got it. <laughs> and I will say too, for, and this is, this is any kind of relationship, but one thing I thought of for Claire and Jesse, I was like, you guys need to work on your love languages and understanding those love languages. (laughs) I loved the difference in the interactions. You got Lee and Jesse over here, you know, doing the manly punch of the shoulder and not a big talker. Okay, well, I'm here if you change your mind about anything. Like wearing my pants. <laughs> Laugh so hard at that. That's probably one of my favorite lines of the whole episode. So you got all of the manly macho, and then you got the <laughs> the breakdown and the crying, and oh, let me get you a hanky. And of course, there the ribbon, the ribbon, <laughs> just pull the links. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, and you know, there's also that, um, that thing that the couple, they, they have to communicate that Jesse and Claire just really needed to communicate. And, um, I also, um, had read some comments about like, why was Claire upset that he was coming home and reading? Like, what's the big deal about reading? I'm like, it's not the fact that he was reading. It was the fact that from from what I'm gathering, her love language is spending time with Jesse and being together. And he, you know, maybe that's not as strong of a love language for him. Maybe it's like gift giving or something different. And like, he wasn't, they were not gelling on that. They were not like understanding each other and they needed to communicate that. Like Clara should have just said like, I need you to like, okay, you can have your like 10 minutes to read this weird book about scary stuff I don't know but at the end of the night like I need us to like you know sit next to me cuddle with me on the couch I mean you know let's talk (laughs) well what did you guys think about Rosemary and Lee and their gift I loved it I was in so much suspense when they first like pointed it out in the little magazine and I was like, what's it going to be? And I was sure they were going to turn around and show us and it was going to be, you know, like an insert of the page. Then we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. So after that first little piece of it, I was just like, okay, what is it? I did not expect that. I do love that. It's such a good metaphor because it is, you have to be peddling together. You have to, in order to navigate a bike and ride it and not fall off. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, riding a tandem bike at first can be kind of tricky. <laughs> I I rode a tandem bike with my husband, like, maybe five years ago. We were in the Jersey okay, Shore. Okay, I was about to say, what? You've done this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never done it. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. 
once you get going, it's pretty easy. But the first time, because like first I wrote five years ago, we went to the Jersey Shore on vacation and we rented a tandem bike to go biking on the boardwalk. And at first I was like, oh, this will be easy. No big deal. <laughs> but then he's a little bigger than me. And so then we had to figure out, like, does he go in the front and do I go in the back? Or, like, what's easier? Because it, it kind of, like, the balance of it. Like, you kind of have to balance it and you have to both get on it, like, right, you know? <laughs> but once you get going, it's great. But there are those moments where you're like, whoa, you know? So, yeah, totally fun. Um, one other thing, got to shout this out. So our friend Anne Riddle she dm'd the the hardy's hotline and she pointed out a little easter egg jesse brought a clara daisies and that is clara's favorite flower yeah so and if memory serves me correctly that's the flower that she was kind of carrying and and kind of playing with on her face when uh when she and jesse had their first kiss Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Am, am I remembering that correctly? I think I, I think so too. I yeah. Think so yeah. So fun little fun little Easter eggs here and lots of great metaphors, I felt like. Anything else that you guys want to talk about with Clara, Jesse, Lee, and Rosemary before we dive into the triangle? But can I just point out, oh, not with them, but can I just point out how adorable Jack is? Yes, yes, you may. So <laughs> he's precious. What is just like some little steps? I'm just you're just like melting away. It's so sad that Jolene can't be there to nanny or babysit. <laughs> she would be a great babysitter. <laughs> I'd hire her. <laughs> nope. Hey, do, I mean, hey, can we talk about the way that she held on to Morgan Rose when daddy was having a little tantrum? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Very yes. protective of mm -hmm. those younger children. Mm -hmm. I always wanted a little sister. So when I got to play Jolene and have my little sister, I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. All right. And yes, baby Jack, he is growing up so, so fast. The triangle. The triangle oh, and all of its angles. And you're going to hear me say this. The triangle and its angles, because in this episode, we have like Elizabeth and then we have Lucas. His angle would be his mother showing up. We have Nathan and then his angles of Allie and adoption and then the brother-in-law, a.k.a. Allie's dad. And then you also have a Lucas and Nathan angle when he goes in and, you know, Nathan asks for a, um, a loan, essentially, and Lucas gives it to him. So, woo, angles, triangles. Can, can we talk about the money first? Because I am dying to say this. Not only does Lucas loan him $1,000, which I looked it up, and $1,000 in 1917 is like giving somebody $22,455 today. 
<laughs> and yeah. So that's the equivalent of what Lucas was giving Nathan. And, and I saw I saw Chris McNally's tweet. Lucas just carried around a casual 1K in his jacket. He had so many bills falling out. You're kind of like. <laughs> and, but then I just I love that Nathan said Thank you. And he said it so sincerely because this was serious. Mm -hmm. Nothing means more to him. He has two aims. This is what he said during the windstorm. It's keeping Allie safe and raising her correct right, you know, without that horrible man's influence in her life. It's keeping the town safe and you know, on on kind of another angle, because we had that interaction where Dylan tried to engage little Jack in conversation and Nathan just stepped in there and pulled him away. And like, don't you touch my almost girlfriend's boy <laughs> in his mind anyway. <laughs> so that that one that one thing is covering all three of his goals right now. Right. Right. Um, I mean, since we went there with Nathan and Dylan and Allie, so um, first, happy thoughts first. The adoption. <gasps> oh! No, we got, we got to hear Lila squeal. <laughs> See if we can get it. Okay, I'm going to try to replicate it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> So happy because it's finally happening. For I mean, and the joy on her face, and she was oh. like, ah, "I have great news!" <laughs> and everyone's like following her in because she's now become a little leader for those kids in Hope Valley, and everybody kind of looks up to her. She's in that the older grouping of kids like she's not yeah. like little opal or anything so you know and, and she's just, not an outcast anymore right she's she's a whole valley girl so so sweet um also related to Allie and we've kind of talked about Dylan the father it made me so mad First of all, that he was sitting at Nathan's desk with his feet propped up like it was no big deal or deal. And I mean, obviously, anybody would get angry at this. But like, and I know all of us Hardys would be so livid, just regardless of what you think, like anything. But when he called Allie, my little girl, I was like, oh, no, sir. No, sir. Stop right there. Not your little girl. No. And I'm going to pin you up against the wall to prove it. (laughs) Oh, man. That first, that one just got me. The second thing that no, those those white calls the heart writers. They played us. They (laughs) played us like a fiddle when Nathan got ambushed. And, you know, we saw we saw him hiding in the bushes beforehand. And I was just like, tell me he knows this is a setup. Tell me Nathan knows this is a setup. It's got to be like, he knows, right? He's smart. He knows. 
I figured he would see it coming. Mm-hmm. But then he gets lassoed off the horse. He gets kicked. He's alone with no horse in the middle of the night. No guns, no money, no nothing. And I'm concerned. And I'm like, okay, he definitely did not see that coming. That could not have been part of his plan. But then the redemption of, yeah, and I've got all my buddies here and we're going to take you to jail. I was like, yes. <laughs> I have to ask, though. Because we know that there's an inquisition coming for Nathan. Do we think that, I don't want to say incriminated himself, but I'll use that term anyways. Do we think that he might have slightly incriminated himself when he said that to Dylan, um, I had to, basically I had to set you up so I could put you away. So I had reason to put you away because up until this point, point the only the only offense that dylan has is for being a really terrible dad lack of he's abandoned her and he wants money which you can't jail somebody for you know unless obviously unless they're abusive or whatever but in this time period you couldn't jail someone for abandoning their child and for you know wanting money in exchange for them yeah so I personally, like, what do you guys think? Do you think that the Inquisition has to do with the fact that he set up Dylan? He put Dylan in a situation so that he would be arrested? Because, I mean, as a as a police officer or a Mountie or military, you want, you know, you kind of have that honor code, right? To do what's right by, you know, the person innocent until proven guilty etc well, I mean what do y'all think I really really hope not because although obviously you shouldn't set people up for a crime this is a bad guy and we got the bad guy and it's a good thing and now he gets to adopt his niece and I just want that to happen and I'm gonna be so angry if it's about this Mm-hmm. I also hope it's not. The one thing that would make me think that it is, is the fact that Dylan is going to make trouble however he can because he got caught and Allie didn't even see her father. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe it's just built up in my head, you know, one of my season eight expectations. But I thought Allie was going to be confronted with seeing her father. And so I'm wondering if we're not done with Dylan and the, and he's going to come back at some point, make more trouble, and Allie is going to have to face him and all of that. So that would be the only reason why I would think the Inquisition is about him. It could It could not be, but that would be the reason that I would say it might be. Mm-hmm. See, I agree there because I was waiting for the moment she saw it. Like I had a pit. Like I had a not me. What? 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 (laughs) So stressed. 
And I was sure it was each time that he came on screen. I was sure, oh, Allie's going to see him. This is going to be the moment she's going to walk in and see him. We're going to have this moment. There's going to be dramatic music. There's going to be a pause. We're going to get close ups on each face. And it never came. So I think it's still coming. Yeah. It's gotta. I mean, it's got, you, you can't just let him slide in and slide out without something involving Allie. Yeah. I mean, that was way too easy. Especially for the first episode. Way too easy. I just want Allie to get adopted and be happy and have everything she deserves. And I don't think she's going to get to without a lot of drama. Yeah, it's Not true. It's very true. I mean, we're talking to a young actress here, so mm-hmm. she knows how the, how this kind of thing works with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with uh, Jada being, like, the lead child now. Basically, yeah. I mean, you know, for the most part. Because before it was really Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Carter. And now it, they, they've moved to to Jada's character, so... Well, you shall see. (laughs) All right. Other angle. Other point of the triangle. Lucas. What did you guys... Actually, before I go there, Lila, do you have a preferred team? I wish I did. Mm. Because... We see so many love triangles on the media and we always get to pick a side and root for one of them and think that's my guy. That's the one I wanted to end up with. And I can't do it with this because I love them both so much. They are both so perfect for Elizabeth in different ways. And I just wish I could meld them into one person, but then that would take away from who they are. And I mean, I'm team Mountie all the way. I love the Mounties. Last night I was like, well, hello, Mr. Bouchard. (laughs) I see you. Okay. Okay. Helping to rebuild a school in Louisiana after it had been leveled by a hurricane. Nothing much. (laughs) I mean, mean, when he said that, I was like, oh. You're pulling on my heartstrings because I'm in hurricane territory since I live in Florida. So I I was like, wow. And the fact that he went to Elizabeth, like, and apologized apologized for leaving abruptly. That was so big of him. And it was so sincere. He wasn't doing it, you know, mumbling and bumbling he looked her straight in the eye and he said i want to apologize for not having the decency to say goodbye yeah and i went wow (laughs) okay wow (laughs) taking responsibility for his actions and owning up to it and coming to her like you said he's not mumbling he is just standing there in front of her apologizing truly from the heart and that's why i can't make my decision because after that hug obviously i'm gonna be like nathan and then we see the apology and i'm like oh never mind still undecided (laughs) (laughs) can i just say this is such a little thing but i so love 
that Lucas used the word embraced. Hug does not fit him. Mm -hmm. He's such a formal, refined character. And the fact I mean, when he and he got all uncomfortable, he was borderline emotional Mm -hmm. talking about how he felt when he when he saw Elizabeth embrace Nathan. I just went, oh, gosh, I love this script. John (laughs) Tinker, bless you. Chris McNally, thank you for saying it. (laughs) It fit. It Mm -hmm. fit the character so well. And it was so and it was executed so well that I just I had to I had to kind of pause and rewind that moment because I just I was so crazy about the fact that they use a great vocabulary word that fit the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciate that he was up front. He didn't just say I had some Oh man, things. was he up front? <laughs> well, yeah, but she needed that. She needed to hear that instead of cuz he could have easily said there were some things that I needed to work out on for myself. And um yeah, but and I'm but I'm sorry I left abruptly. No, he was like I saw you embrace Nathan. I was hurt by that. I needed a little perspective, so I left. And I'm really sorry that I did not you know, say goodbye properly to you, you know, like, and he didn't, and he did not have to apologize to her. He, I mean, he could have just come back into town and just kind of let, let things just, you know, settle, but he really just cleared the air with her and just was like, this is this, here it is. And I was like, I, I, I like this. <laughs> I really, and really then, like this. And then let's add on the interaction when Elizabeth and Jack were watching the bunnies. Yes, let's <laughs> talk about the bunnies. Let's talk about the bunnies. <laughs> because when you quote Mother Goose to a mother and a teacher, that's some brownie points right there. <laughs> he knew what he was doing with that one. He knew exactly what he was doing there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> My one minor thing with um, with Lucas was I was like, oh, you could have said hi specifically to baby Jack. You could have gotten down there and like patted his little shoulder or crouched down and say, well, look, little Jack, look at those cute little rabbits or something and much more Lucasy words. But he really just quoted the poem and then he talked to Elizabeth and he, you know, went on his merry way. I think he said, what are you two up to? That was about as much of an acknowledgement he had with baby Jack or little Jack, I should say. He's not a baby anymore. Um, But that was my one minor thing. I was like, oh, you really could have, you really could have won it for Casey. You really could have. (laughs) Because we all know that Nathan squatted right down, played with him for a second, and then went over to Mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Now, I have a interesting thing I'm going to bring up. So our friend Laura Lynn DM'd us. Like I said, we got a ton of DMs. We got a ton. <laughs> ton of DMs. Um, but she pointed out something to us, to me. And she said, have you ever noticed how everybody has referred to the 
the guys in the triangle, so Nathan and Lucas, as the tortoise and the hare. Nathan is always slow to get going. He's the tortoise. You have Lucas, who's like, all right, come on. Here's here's a library. Here's a candlelit dinner. Well, let's go see Virginia Woolf. Hey, hey, hey. You know, he's very quick. He, here's he knows a what book he wants. bound in leather with her autograph. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, he's, he's very, he's, he's the hare. It's interesting, maybe an Easter egg, that he quotes a poem about bunnies. <laughs> Is that a thing? I'm serious. Like, writers don't just write for fun. They have Easter eggs. What, what you intended? <laughs> I mean, appropriately, season is coming up. But Absolutely. What do you guys think about that, that theory? I think it's interesting because they're definitely seeing what everyone's posting and what everyone's saying. So, you know, obviously they know that tortoise in the hair. And so that must be on purpose. And I mean, I didn't think about it until you just pointed it out, but they're always throwing in those little Easter eggs and those little hints, even if, you know, people like me don't catch them. I hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought about him being symbolized so tangibly in the show <laughs> like that, but it's very possible. I mean, are we going to have an episode where Nathan is by the pond and he sees a family of turtles swim by? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Do, do we hear that? Lila Fitzgerald wants an episode where turtles are swimming by right in front of Nathan. <laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs> There, there's also another little Easter egg with this poem. They quoted, there's variations of this. They quoted the candy shop. In other versions, it's actually the barber shop. And who do we know that opened up a barber shop in this episode? I don't know. See, I think I was so focused on the fact that he said, no daddy bunny i went oh boy lucas <laughs> that's what i thought that's what i kind of clutched onto was well we were watching a mama bunny and her baby and like no daddy bunny like, oh we're shooting straight out <laughs> he just went right forward with that i'm with you there my brain just caught on that and it was like a record skipping and i was just still on that moment like oh he said that out loud. He said no, daddy no daddy bunny. No daddy bunny. No daddy. Yeah. No, I was the same way. I didn't pick up on any of that because I was so taken aback by daddy bunny. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Us and our priorities. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Oh, gosh. Our final segment here is the very end. The tumultuous end. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Ly Lila better go first. I need a moment to cool. <laughs> How did you feel about first and really um, Elizabeth backing out of the date upon meeting Helen Bouchard and seeing Lucas? I think she's just as conflicted as I am. 
they had me in that moment. Like I said, I go back and forth, but they were such a beautiful family all walking along and he had those blue eyes. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm done for. And then Lucas, he, he pulled out his mom and that got me. I was like, oh, okay. Conflicted again. But did she back out of the date? Because she could have still gone out with them. She could have still had their dinner. They could have been a happy sort of family moment, but then still met with Lucas and his mom. But I don't know. I just don't think she should have backed out of the date. I absolutely agree. I was thinking I, I, I could have sworn that the ending of this episode, because once I realized that it's like, what, three minutes and she's coming out and they're walking up, I was like, oh man, we're not gonna see that date. They're gonna, t- they're gonna pan out. They're gonna like, you know, fade to black on Elizabeth looking this way. And like really, you know, and Nathan, you know, watching her. I really thought that was it. But when they continued and she said that she didn't feel well, I, I was like, what? 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 Whoa, Elizabeth, that's not you. you. You're the one that cares about everybody else and their feelings. And this isn't you. You are, you, like, and there's little Jack and there's Allie, one of your students. I mean, that's awkward from a student perspective who and she like she adores mrs thornton ellie is like that that's like her person right like i mean yeah but i mean ellie and mrs thornton they have like that connection and then like ellie has been burned so many times too and she's seen her uncle get burned and she picks up on those things and ellie's getting older and now you're gonna back out on a date in front of your student with her uncle, like, I felt like Clara. <laughs> I, mm, oh, mm, 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 mm. Cammy, okay. <laughs> let me let me start by saying that I can completely appreciate that she was rattled. I've mm-hmm. been rattled like that before. And it is, it is very shaking and it is very awkward to be in a situation like that and to get so rattled. Elizabeth is under a lot of stress and that was a very, you know, Aaron said in the after interview that if Lucas and mom hadn't popped up, she probably would have gone through with it if they hadn't run into them, but they met Mrs. Bouchard was quite icy and Lucas didn't exactly give her a warm, uh, a warm stare either. Mm-hmm. So she got rattled. I understand that. Number two, if everything had been smooth as hot honey, it would have been a boring storyline. You know, we wouldn't have had anywhere to go. Those things being said, (laughs) 
I was so mad. <laughs> I think that's what, you know, I think that's the reaction we're supposed to have. Yeah. But I truly believe that if I was 100% Lucas, I would still be angry. Mm-hmm. Because that's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin McGarry said it. Have you ever been turned down when you're three steps away from dinner? <laughs> <laughs> when you're just about to sit down from dinner and she backs out arrows straight to the heart. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. We have been, we have been denied seeing Nathan's reactions in a lot we missed Nathan. We missed the reaction to Nathan's flowers. We saw the reaction to Lucas's flowers, but we did not see the reaction to Nathan's flowers. And on top of that, Nathan was the second one. When he brought her the apple, he was the first, but then Lucas comes and ups him with the tickets to see Virginia Wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, and He has, and Lucas has taken her on a picnic, an out of town, uh, an out of town trip, which included a very fancy dinner and then a candlelit midnight snack in the library. (laughs) And we have yet to see one dinner with Nathan. (laughs) So, and then on top of that, I just keep going boom, boom, boom. I just keep upping everything. But on top of that, she wasn't comfortable going just the two of them, two of them. So she, so he bends over backwards to say, well, how about all four of us go, you know, so that she would feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then they walk all the way there. And they're three steps from the cafe. And she says, no. It, oh. I mean, just, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was upset. Like I said, now it gives us somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. And I have my own theory on the fact that Nathan is being denied all of this stuff, but we'll get into that much, much, much later down the line in other episodes. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't just Nathan. It was Allie. The crestfallen face on Allie. She was so disappointed. She was so hurt. And what are you going to say at school on Monday? Oh, sorry about that. You know, I'm just like, if yeah. it had just been the two of them, I still would have been mad. But now you're involving Allie. Little Jack, he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. She does. And it just... Nathan didn't do anything wrong. Allie didn't do anything wrong. Don't Mm -hmm. let them suffer. (laughs) And Allie's face kind of reminded me, like, when I was a teenager, like, I'm going to try not to cry, but I'm going to roll my eyes so far back. (laughs) You know, it was like, it was one of those moments. And I was like, ooh. Oh. And on top of Another layer that I think we got cheated out of seeing, they had to walk her home. Because she says, could you walk me home? And it ends there. So just imagine the awkward silence as they all walk back to Elizabeth's place. And 
Good night. <laughs> See you at school on Monday. Oh, that's a really good point. The mm-hmm. walk home. I didn't even think about the walk home. Yeah. Okay. So I do have questions. A question about this. Was Elizabeth jarred by seeing Lucas or was it more the fact that his mother arrived? Oh, it was his mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother. Do you think that she would have still gone to the cafe with Nathan had had it just been a normal day and maybe Lucas had walked out of the saloon, maybe go into the mercantile or something? Like maybe he had crossed the street and, you know, they made like eye contact. Do you think Elizabeth would have quit right there and then? No, I think possibly if he could have come up to talk to her. And they had had a conversation. It had been, oh, what are you all doing? She might have been like, oh, I feel sick. I'm going to go home. But I think it was the, his mother is here. She's arrived. She's seeing me for the first time. Or like, well, you know, she's seeing me and I'll shake you. Yeah. And you're with another man when she's seeing you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that she would have backed out if it had just been a normal day because he was very, very clear when he said, whatever you decide, I just want you to be happy. Mm hmm. And she has to have experiences to back up her decision. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> on what makes her happy. And so far, she ain't getting one on one side. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think, I don't think she would have backed out if it had just been him mm-hmm. crossing the street to the mercantile or something. Yeah. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but Elizabeth does tell Rosemary on their walk that she missed deadlines in writing her book. And she, um, you know, and I guess Helen wasn't very happy with that or whatever. So, I mean, putting that in perspective... And then you come face to face with a very icy woman who says, someone has to take an interest in your writing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she's got daggers shooting out at Elizabeth. (laughs) Terrell Rothery. (laughs) It made me feel stressed and like I missed a deadline. It made me go, wait, what, what? What am I I missing? What am I missing? Yeah. Take an inventory. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. So, who? What an ending. What an ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, next week's going to. I, I think we're we're 
we're uh <laughs> we're we're buckling our seatbelts again because it we're... sounds like it's gonna be another <laughs> wild ride and we're <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> with robert and sergeant <laughs> that's gonna be a wild ride it looks like <laughs> yeah it's gonna be something else but we might need some emotional comfort food for this season <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My husband, when he watched it, like, I think it was after the first, during the first commercial, he goes, well, this is going to be a contentious year. (laughs) I was like, yep. And then we got to the end and he was like, called it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Well, this episode, I think, is setting the stage for a ton of stuff. There was a lot to cover. There was a lot of storylines. It was very bumpy. It felt really kind of crazy at times. But my hope is that the rest of the season kind of we start, you know, branching out a little bit. So maybe we focus on just a couple of the little characters here. And then which I think is what is going to happen. Yeah, because yeah, I don't they know. just they had a lot to catch us up on. They had a lot to they had a lot to introduce mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah i i think it's gonna slow down a slow little down. bit yeah <laughs> i just i just don't know if i can handle all the 17 different storylines <laughs> what do you say lila usually when shows get into too many plot lines they lose me because i can't keep track of it this just kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time so, I mean, yeah, I was stressed and my mind was pinging from one thing to the next. Like, right, they just went through this and they just went through that. And that's what happened with this. And, okay, they're doing this right now. But I still loved it. Yeah. Final final thoughts before we wrap for the night? I enjoyed it. I mean, I've, I really want to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> I'm so happy we're into another season. And I don't know how I'm going to wait a whole week for the next episode. Oh, that's and, the worst. Uh, and, and, and who's it going to be next week, Lila? Who, who are you going to root for next week? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start off with Nathan because he just got jilted. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And then a half hour in, we'll message you and say, now who? Just <laughs> <laughs> the first five minutes, honestly. You only got to wait like 30 seconds and I'll be like ping pong back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Oh my goodness. Too funny. Alrighty. Well, Hardies, that's a wrap for tonight. I know we didn't cover every little detail, but we sure tried there was a lot of things so if you guys have any questions for us feel free to message us on twitter or on instagram and you'll get one of us and we'll respond and let you know our thoughts and if you think we should hop on to instagram live some more and chat more about this episode because like i said there's a lot to unpack again let us know and maybe cammy and i will make time to do it if our we can definitely make that happen (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for being here with us today it was so much fun to catch up with you and know that you're doing well and we hope that your new movie is going to be amazing and we can't wait to see it so hardy's Stay tuned. Um, if people aren't following you already on social media, where can they follow you? I am Lila Fitzgerald, just my name, on all platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
easy enough. Can I just say that I absolutely love the fact that you were on the show quite some time ago and you are still a hardy and you are completely up to date with the show and you still love to watch it. I just think that that is the coolest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm just so glad that I had the chance to be on the show. Because it's oh, shows it's amazing and I got to be on it that's an honor yeah it sure it really it really is and I mean you have I mean like I said and like we said earlier I mean you are so fantastic in that those that that episode like oh amazing amazing and of course I mean like as a as a hallmarky I follow you up for Daryl and Daryl and I've wanted to see um date my dad I know it got I think it, it's not on anymore or it got canceled oh. right one season it was for one season okay yeah I really wanted to see that but I didn't have the channel so it's it's on my list of things to watch because I know you're in it and Barry Watson's your 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 dad on that oh. show and I mean like child of the 90s seventh heaven hello so <laughs> so I was I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that and I'm looking forward to seeing you in other upcoming projects because you are just incredibly talented and so gifted. Well, and just I'm so darn cute to watch. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I mean, the cuteness has kind of faded a little bit now that I'm not nine. Now but it's just gorgeous. <laughs> you know? You're beautiful. <laughs> I'm just so glad that I'm part of the Hallmark family and, you know, that all the fans of Hallmark are so supportive and part of the Hallmark family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, we will be back next week with another guest. Stay tuned. You might know them. Or they might become your new best friend. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next week, Hardy. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.